0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Monday, December 20th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka reported 12 new coronavirus cases last Wednesday and Thursday, according to the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services. The community also reported one new hospitalization and one new death. According to a press release from the state, the newest casualty reported was a man in his 80s. His death was one of 57 reported in the state on Friday. According to a DHSS press release, all but one of the wave of COVID-related deaths were identified through death certificate reviews from August to November. The 12 new cases keep Sitka's COVID rate in high alert, which means masks are required in public indoor areas by city mandate. New cases are now announced three times a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays by midday. Since the beginning of the pandemic nearly two years ago, Sitka has reported 1,291 coronavirus cases, 28 hospitalizations, and six deaths. Sitka's vaccine rate has stayed in the mid-70s for weeks. 77% of Sitkins are fully vaccinated. But the amount of Sitkins who have received a booster is much lower. Just 41% of Sitkins 18 and up have received a booster shot. The state and the CDC currently recommend all Americans 16 and up to get boosted six months after a Pfizer or Moderna vaccine or two months after receiving a Johnson & Johnson shot. Alaskan Emma Broyles was crowned Miss America on Thursday night. She's the first Miss Alaska to win the title in the organization's 100-year history.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, your new 100th Miss America is Miss Alaska!
0: 20-year-old Broyles hails from Anchorage. She graduated from Service High School. According to the Miss America organization, she's a junior at Arizona State University, studying biomedical studies and minoring in voice performance. And perhaps you've heard her voice before. Sitkins may remember the 2018 Sitka Fine Arts Camp production of Legally Blonde, the musical. If you caught the show, you saw Broyles in the lead role of Elle Woods. Here's Broyles on the morning interview speaking with host Tina Moore about what it took to prepare for the role in a time crunch.
1: So how is this camp different from other times that you've done theater? This is way more, I think, concentrated just because, you know, we arrive here and it's all in two weeks and we learn an entire two-hour show in two weeks and get to perform it. And usually back at home when we do shows, we would take about two to three months, but it's really, really interesting to be able to do an entire show in two weeks.
0: For Miss America, Broyles cut that time down by half. Contestants spend just one week participating in a variety of activities leading up to the live show. In her 2018 interview, Broyles goes on to discuss what drove her character, early 2000s feminist icon Elle Woods.
1: She is fierce. She Spends her entire time at Harvard being put down by the other law students, telling her that she's not good enough, that she didn't deserve to be here. And then she goes and shows them, she proves them wrong, and she tells them, "Hey, I can be, you know, the president of Delta Nu sorority, but I can also be smart, and I can show these people that this is what I can do."
0: In addition to winning the crown, Broyles won a $100,000 scholarship and a full-time job for the next year, representing the Miss America organization around the world. With nearly half a million cruise passengers expected next summer, Sitka is pulling together a short-term tourism plan to address the obvious, what to do with so many people. The biggest season on record for the community 14 years ago was just over half as many people. The Sitka Planning Commission recently reviewed a first draft of the plan, which will have to be in final form in about four months when the first ship arrives. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports.
2: Sitka's largest cruise ship season to date was in 2008 when 285,000 cruise passengers visited town. Every single one of them brought ashore from their anchored ship in a lightering boat to a dock downtown. Lightering was a natural bottleneck that kept the town from being overrun by too many passengers at any one time. The situation now could not be more different. Only a few smaller ships will anchor off the harbor, the rest, the really big ships, will moor two at a time at a new private cruise ship terminal eight miles from downtown. And a projected 478,000 passengers will shuttle into town aboard a nonstop fleet of large motor coaches beginning in April.
1: Quality of experience matters. We want to stop uh, everyone from sort of piling at one place all at once. We want to keep uh both the downtown area as well as our other visitor attractions, you know, enjoyable and pleasant to be at. And that means trying to stagger uh, when crowds hit all of those places.
2: Amy Ainsley is Sitka's planning director. She's been cracking the whip to develop a short-term plan to accommodate the large numbers of people and efficiently disperse them without alienating retailers who depend on cruise visitors.
1: Secondly, that we want to encourage cruise passengers to keep coming downtown. There's shopping opportunities, we have historic sites, recreation, there's lots of great things to do downtown and we, we wanna to continue to encourage visitation downtown.
2: The 38-page draft short-term tourism plan leans heavily into dispersion, transportation, and traffic for the coming summer and points the way toward more long-term infrastructure planning still to come. A community survey has generated plenty of ideas for managing people, like providing a dedicated shuttle loop around town, improving signage, or creating a digital wayfinding system using scannable QR codes. But planning commissioners weren't quite ready to tackle QR codes. For Commissioner Katie Riley, just maintaining telecommunications was a higher priority. The consider
1: implementation of the QR code system, I don't know that we feel strongly about that, but I do feel strongly that the limitations of cell and internet service do need to be addressed um, for you know, implementation of that or literally anything, uh, just, just the, the sheer amount of people that we're going to have on that.
2: By far, the largest section of the plan is devoted to traffic, including a number of possibilities for altering the traffic pattern downtown by closing Lincoln Street to vehicle traffic entirely on large ship days, or creating one-way traffic flow from Lincoln to various side streets permanently and building permanent pedestrian infrastructure to make it work. Ainsley reminded commissioners that they had already put a pin in this section too.
1: So the recommendation from the planning commission was to recommend the full closure option from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m on days with 3,000 or more cruise ship passengers with the stipulation that efforts to find downtown parking solutions be prioritized.
2: Ainsley referred the commission to an engineering study concluding that the maximum number of people who could occupy the sidewalks downtown moving at no more than a shuffle is 1,600. Based on the projected schedule for 2022, Sitka would have 47 days with more than 3,000 people on the streets and 24 days with between six and 8,000 people, making a full closure the only option to prevent a human log jam. At least one member of the audience didn't think that was feasible. Good evening, Michael Harmon, Public Works Director. I just wanted to add on this modified full closure that the ability to stand this up and take it down every day or whatever reputation we're doing is... I can't think of a way to do that and make it safe. To which Planning Commission Chair Chris Spivey replied, mostly tongue-in-cheek, unfortunately, that would not be our problem. Built into the short-term plan is a recognition that Sitka is entering a new future of large-scale cruise visitation. Ainsley said that longer-term plans must include beefing up infrastructure downtown, building more restrooms, installing more trash cans, benches, and water stations, and improving and incentivizing pedestrian and bike access to downtown for Sitka residents. But this coming year, Ainsley said, was going to be about holding things together.
1: Right now, we have you know, a reasonable level of confidence that most of our systems will be able to handle the levels of visitation that we're expecting. Again, it's just the wear and tear and how quickly all of those, the, that infrastructure, those assets will degrade over time and how we, how often we might be needing to do additional maintenance, how often we might be seeing additional breakdowns and that sort of thing. That's, that's really the, the major unknown.
2: The Sitka Planning Commission and the Sitka Assembly are scheduled to meet in a work session on January 13th to review the draft 2022 short-term tourism plan. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey.
0: You can find a link to Sitka's 2022 short-term tourism plan on our website, kcaw.org. Money from the trillion-dollar bipartisan infrastructure bill Congress passed last month is flowing to Alaska airports, including just over $1.2 million for the sitka Rocky guterres Airport. The U.S. Department of Transportation is sending Alaska a total of $80 million for safety and capital improvements in the first year of the five-year infrastructure program. The largest share goes to T- Ted Stevens International in Anchorage. It will receive $17 million. Airport director Jim Sesniak says it essentially doubles the annual construction budget.
2: Our airport's growing right now, and we need to invest in it, and this money gives us the uh, ability to continue to invest in the airport. <laughs>
0: Sesniak says the money will pay for improvements to taxiways and the busy South Terminal. He says it will also help upgrade the North Terminal to prepare for international flights from a new carrier, Northern Pacific Airways. The infrastructure law funds improvements at 235 Alaska airports. The smallest airstrips will receive at least $110,000 in the first year. All three members of Alaska's congressional delegation voted for the so-called hard infrastructure bill, drawing criticism from former President Donald Trump, and right-wing Republicans. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.